You're listening to the Get Fucking Real Show. Strap in as your host, Lisa Cherney, takes you on a ride full of GFR moments. From powerful messages to exclusive interviews to untold stories of super shitty moments before big successes. And even real-life confessions. Lisa's been mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs for over 20 years, coaching top coaches and tapping her mighty woo-woo side to mentor the best of the best spiritual peeps. It's time to bring on the straight talk from successful, soulful entrepreneurs, inspiring you to live without regrets, to create your legacy, and be unapologetically you. And now, it's time to GFR. Life is too short to be a slave to your own dream Cause I'm working too hard And I want to feel so alive I jump out of bed because I love my life Living on my terms, I know that I will thrive Being myself, clarity will love pride So I'll stand out and be J-U-I-C-Y Hey there, welcome to the GFR show. I'm Lisa Cherney, and I'm super excited about this episode where we're talking about the cost of not owning your value. I've been working in the world of conscious, evolutionary entrepreneurs, heart-based entrepreneurs for almost 25 years. This has been a personal key growth area for me in really owning what I bring to the world. And I'm excited to talk to you about that today. So without further ado, let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome to the GFR show. I haven't done a video episode in a really long time. I'm I'm excited to do this. And, you know, I was recently really inspired by something in my own evolution of my business. And it's something that I've helped my unmentor clients with, helped entrepreneurs with for a million years. And this question is going to kick us off. Are you owning your value? Are you owning your value? If you're a business person, you're an entrepreneur, are you owning your value with regards to your products and services and contribution and expertise? If you are an employee, are you owning your value in your salary demands or asks, you know, and how you're acknowledged and all that. And if you're neither of those, are you owning your value as a worthy human being on this planet, taking up space, asking for what you need? (sighs) These are huge questions. So, you know, we always kick off the podcast with questions. And this podcast is about GFR commandment number 10. And it is about the cost of not owning our value, the cost, the cost to our spirit, the cost to our lives, the cost to our self-confidence of not owning our value. Now, GFR commandment number 10 is, I'm reading it here, is know that the struggle, stress, or pain prevented with your expertise has enormous monetary value. And the confession question, which really makes us GFR, get fucking real, about these commandments is this, where am I not owning my value? Where am I not owning my value? What is it costing me? 
Where am I not owning my value? What is it costing me? If you do not have your 12 GFR commandments, which is our roadmap for getting real, you want to go grab those. There's a link wherever you're watching this or listening to this, there's a link below to grab your 12 GFR commandments, our roadmap for getting real. And the origin story of the 12 GFR commandments is essentially me like doing a brain dump of all of the things that show up for spiritually minded, heart-based entrepreneurs that are selling and offering themselves and all of the inner, inner game, spiritual, energetic sort of demons that we face as we grow in conjunction with through our business. And it's like, okay, this is all the stuff that shows up for people that gets in their way, that keeps them from doing the marketing, doing the selling, you know, keeps them from owning their value. These 12 get fucking real GFR commandments is a summary. And so if you kind of, if you want to know the road ahead of things you might face, it's a great list of things to look at. Those confession questions, this really help you drop in. It's not a 12-step program. <laughs> you don't need to do all 12, just pick the one. And so today, the one that we're working on, the one that we're meditating on is this number 10. Know that the struggle, stress, pain, or pain prevented with your expertise has enormous monetary value. <sighs> so. I had a recent experience where I realized that I was being stretched in this area. And it's been a while since I've been stretched in this area of owning my value of my expertise. So I want to tell you about that. And then I'm going to share with you some about, I think, three unmentored milestones. So in my world, we kind of have like two kind of diagnostic lists or like ways to like look at where we are as a evolving expert. One is the GFR commandments, which you've heard a lot about if you've been watching the show or watch the other, you know, videos of the show, listen to the show. And then the other is the 12 unmentored milestones, which you might not have heard as much about. And, you know, unmentor is the way that I hold space for clients now. I am in the space where I am helping people to un, un, let go of what's not serving them, figure out, not figure out. Whenever we say figure out, it's just like, oh, that's not with God, right? That's not with spirit. That's not with source. So help them to uncover, discover what is their divine right path of their business? What's the business model? What's the product? What's the what's the pricing? All of that. There actually is a, you know, something, a prescription that is their divine, divinely guided place to land. And so we need to un, we need to unlearn, we need to unravel, we need to let go of, you know, I kind of like look at it as like picking stuff off of us or like breaking out of a shell. That's who I work with now, evolving experts that want to break out <laughs> of what they've been told they should do. And so the unwinter milestones is sort of how I dropped into, okay, what is the old way I was operating? And what is like the new way that I want to operate as an evolving expert, knowing that my business is my evolution and, you know, wanting my own forge my own path. So I'm going to share with you three unmentor milestones that apply to this idea of the cost of not owning our value. I'm going to share with you my recent discovery of, of this and kind of, you know, I was 
like don't always appreciate it at the moment, but then I always like appreciate when I am going through something that I know that my clients go through, that my listeners go through. And then I'm going to give you five different ways that you can start to make changes in the area of how our value shows up when we have our own business, when we're an entrepreneur. And for those of you that are not entrepreneurs, I think you're going to get a lot out of this conversation. It just, it's such a universal application. I mean, I was just talking with Bella the other day who does some freelance graphic design and she's like setting prices and setting boundaries and, you know, deciding what works for her client type of clients, type of opportunities. It's like so fun <laughs> to be able to mentor her or unmentor her in this area. And it, so it's just, it, it's universal, absolutely universal. So Okay, so kind of know our agenda. I'm really happy that you're here. And so let's dive in. So the first, let's see. So I think I'm going to share the Unmentor Milestones. And then my story is going to come out. My most recent story is going to come out within this and and other stories. We'll see. I love to tell stories, give you examples. Okay, so our first Unmentor. Oh, oh, I could share my screen. Oh, this is fun. So funny that I just haven't, I haven't, I, this is somewhat spontaneous. So I am, for those of you that are watching on video, I'm going to share my screen. And if, if you're watching or listening on the podcast, just go over to my YouTube channel and you could pop in there, or they will put a link to where you can see the unmentor milestones. But here is the unmentor milestones. And, and let's see, I picked out six, seven, and 12. And so you can see in these unmentored milestones, and I believe that you can see where my pointer is, my cursor is. And so, so let's look at number six. So number so see 12, 12 unmentored milestones. If you no longer resonate with old mentoring habits, then you'll want to look at unmentor to grow. So I'll read this actual top sentence. Evolving experts in the unmentor season do not need more advice on the right way to do things. They need support to get clear on what feels right to them. And so we're talking about what not owning our value is costing us. And so there's three, I think, that are really relevant that I think will give you further insight. So let's look at number six. Let's look at number six here. So number six says, it, so we have two columns, right? Old mentoring habits, kind of like the old way, like, Mm -hmm. old school, old meaning like when you first got started and you were willing to sort of compromise and listen to whatever, you know, what everybody is saying that you should do. And a new meaning, new unmentoring milestones, like milestones that help you know that you're in your unmentoring season, that you're wanting to forge your own path. Okay. I think I've set the stage. So number six. So the old way of thinking about our value and our pricing and all that can sound like you feel you need to build yourself as an expert and build credibility, meaning you need testimonials, awards, credentials, right? You really like the old way is really feeling like you need to like build yourself up as an expert. Like you're not good enough right now, right? The unmentor way to hold this and kind of where we aspire to and the clients that I work with in my unmentor pods and in my unmentor coaching is this. 
You are done trying to prove yourself and you're ready to stand firmly in your well-earned expertise. No more certifications or degrees needed. (laughs) And if you're not watching the video, I am shaking my finger. (laughs) So we're, oh my God, I actually remember like the day that I decided I am done trying to prove myself. I am done trying to prove myself. It is such a relief to like feel like you're we we are owning our expertise that there's plenty of people we don't have to be perfect we don't have to be like like the unflappable you know all-knowing expert in order to bring value there's plenty of people that probably could benefit from just 1% of what it is that we know and so the unmentor way of holding our value is to say i'm done Trying to, I'm done needing to prove myself. I'm ready to stand firmly in my my expertise. No more certifications or degrees or any other credentials are are needed. Ah, wouldn't that be just beautiful? I'm done trying to prove myself. So you could just take that on right now in this moment. You could just say that's it. Up until this moment, I was trying to prove myself, and after this moment, I no longer am trying to prove myself. We get to like you know, put that line in the sand for ourselves. Oh, I love like talking about that. It feels so freeing. Okay. So the, the other one that I, so there's two more of these milestones that I wanted to point out that really, that really speak to what it costs us, what it costs us when we don't own our value. So the, the next one I wanted to share is number seven. And so the old way, the old way is you are focused on creating lots of new opportunities and finding the best new strategies, lots of opportunities and the best new strategies. That's the old way, the old school, the old you, the younger you (laughs) and the new unmentors, the spirit of unmentor, the spirit of GFR way of doing it is you know what to stop doing and you're comfortable saying no to opportunities that don't feel fun or fruitful to create space for the right fit opportunities. I'm going to read that again. This is this is like the state that we want to embody. You know what to stop doing. You're comfortable saying no to the opportunities that don't feel fun or fruitful in order to create space for right fit opportunities. And I'll say like right fit, like aligned opportunities. And I could tell you, like, I look at young Lisa and more wise Lisa, you know, 50 plus Lisa. And even, even, even like 40 plus Lisa was like, ah, I am done. It's not about collecting and saying yes to everything and feeling like I need to say yes to everything. It is now about being discerning, saying yes to things that feel aligned and fun with people that feel aligned and fun. And that has to do with us owning our value in the spirit of, I don't need to compromise. Like I am good enough that I don't need to compromise. Ah, I love that one. Okay. And then the next one, the third Miles, there's 12 of these. I don't know why I like 12, but it just happened that way. But the 12th one here is sort of the old way of thinking is you want to price your offers in line with the market and your competitors, right? And I have had clients say to me over the years, like, I can't price something more than my mentor. You know, they learned from their mentor and they, you know, I can't, you know, the going rate for this or what the market will bear or you know, like using that external 
measuring stick of somebody else's level of worthiness or value to determine ours. Like that's BS, right? <laughs> so the unmentor way, the, the get fucking real way of owning our contribution is this. Your fees reflect your confidence in your expertise and the impact you make. Your fees reflect the confidence in your expertise and the impact you make. You feel the value you provide and you consistently give yourself a raise. You feel confident in the value, right? I'm circling here. You feel confident in your expertise, the impact you make. You feel the value you provide and you consistently give yourself a raise. I mean, like that's something to aspire to, consistently giving yourself a raise. I haven't done that very much, but this recent experience that I want to share with you, I was really pushed by the universe, encouraged by the, called up <laughs> by the divine to give myself a big fat raise. And I feel like that's kind of how I've done it over the years. I don't kind of do it like consistently for me is like every, I don't know, five years or so. I don't go like a gradual, nice, even line that goes at mine is like a stair step. You know, I kind of like have these, you know, big growth times around my contribution. So, so those are the unmentor milestones. If you would like to see the full list to kind of, if you're kind of intrigued by the sort of the old way and the new way, the old you, the new way, new you, the unmentor way, you can go to lisaturney.com forward slash unmentor. And we'll put the link to the, that near this video too, to see all 12 of those milestones. And of course, if you're checking a lot of the box, even just a handful of the boxes of like, yes, I am ready to embody these unmentor ways of being this new aligned way, then we may need to work together because that is what I am just thrilled and overjoyed to work with clients that really own their evolution. You know, I call them evolving experts, right? You know, you're an expert and you know, you're evolving and that your business is a big part of that. And we just use it. We use an unmentor in my work. And like this conversation is a big product of that is using what shows up, using what shows up in the business is like, okay, great. This is for my healing. <laughs> I'm being stretched. I need to raise my prices and I'm feeling resistance. Okay. What's this about? What's going on for me? And then really looking at that, really looking at that, not seeing it as a setback, not seeing it as like, I'm not good enough, or you don't, you know, judging yourself, you don't have the right mindset, or oh, there's just so much shame that we are exposed to in, you know, it's kind of like, oh, as entrepreneurs, we're exposed to so much, right? Videos and social media and emails kind of telling us like what we should be worried about, you know, what we should, you know, make sure is like perfect, the perfect funnel and the emails and the headlines and how often we should be on this social media, that social media and chat GPT and all this stuff, right? There's all this stuff constantly coming at us, feeling, making us feel like, like if we don't have that all figured out, then we're missing the mark and that we're not going to have the success we want. And boy, does that dampen our light that dampens our light and has us feel not worthy, right? And it's, you know, similar to the, you know, non-business world, I call it diet culture or health wellness industry that is constantly coming at us, you know, giving us things that we should be worried about, concerned. And if we're not doing this and that and that, we're, we really don't want to be healthy and we're not putting ourselves first, all this kind of stuff when we're really just worthy and okay. 
exactly as we are. And we are not 100% in control and responsible for every expression that our body has. And we're not 100% responsible for controlling every aspect of our business either. It has, it has a life force. And my intention with this conversation is that by looking at where you may be not owning your value, that you see where your light, your gifts, your expression in your business is is suppressed, is muted, is conforming. And all of those things don't have us really enjoy our work. The my biggest joy that I get from my unmentor clients is when like they tell me, like one of my clients said to me, I'm not worrying about revenue right now. And that might not sound like it's a big win, but this client is having amazing financial success. And she's about to go on a bit of a sabbatical that, you know, was intentional. And it's a big win for her not to be worrying about revenue as she goes into her sabbatical and just really seeing all is well, that the money is there and the opportunities are are coming in that will be there when she gets back and like all is well, and that she needs to take care of herself, right? Like that's the kind of stuff that I'm just so overjoyed to hear from my clients. And it is all about our value and our worthiness. So here's my story recently. And then I'm going to share with you these five ways to make changes in this area and five like little things that you can do that will have you feel like I am moving the needle here. Because when we're like not taking care or like self-confidence hygiene, (laughs) when we're not doing our self-confidence hygiene on a regular basis, like it shows, right? Our actually shows in our results. Yes. So, so recently, so I have my unmentored, you know, clients and I have two pods, I call it like small groups where we work together. And that is primarily how I'm working with people now. It's just a handful of people, much more intimate. You know, we talk to each other on a day-to-day basis and it's just really the way that I love to serve right now. So I have that. And then I have this consulting client, which is about half my time. And then my business is about half my time. And when I was like negotiating my contract with this consulting client, oh, I haven't done that in a long time. And I got, when, when I got like my first sort of presentation of what, you know, they wanted to pay me and how and all that, I was just like, like mad and I felt like a victim and I got upset And I was like, forget it. I don't want to do this. You know, you ever get that? Like, this is just feels too hard. And, you know, I just don't want to do this. And really, I just needed to have a conversation. And I, and it was, thank goodness, like my, my husband was available during the day that this happened. And I got to talk things through with him. And then I went to source and I meditated and I got into my center to hear my truth. And then I got like a number popped into my head of what felt good to me. And I went back to them and they were like, great. But like, I, it was, it was maybe like a, you know, 12 hour period of time where I went, I really spiraled down into my victimhood. I could just feel like unappreciated and, you know, but all of this was my own, right? This is my own inner voice, my own self-dialogue, 
my own, you know, inner wounds and like, right. It's all, all what triggers sort of excavates <laughs> sort of like, you know, like, like, like we dug too deep and there was new shit that was unearthed. And, but boy, when I got clear and I stood for what I wanted, oh, that felt so good. And of course, now it's a wonderful relationship because I didn't compromise, right? And and this is what many of you are doing is you're compromising. So like you might be, so you might be pricing too low. And when you price too low, you could feel that that the value you're contributing is not being honored. And little resentments or big resentments, you know, smoldering, you know, resentments can show up. You don't feel really like that the value is seen or appreciated. And then you're, of course, if you're not pricing high enough, then you just feel like you're always chasing like the next sale and you just feel like in scarcity mode, right? And then sometimes some of you actually are pricing too high, meaning you've been advised like, oh, your prices are too low. You should really price too high, but you don't really align with that price. So you're shying away from offering it, right? And, or you may be feeling like you need to add the kitchen, you know, everything in the kitchen sink in order to, to, to charge that price. But of course, that's, you know, that's subterfuge <laughs> for, for diluting your value by just adding more, right? Or you might be preemptively discounting, right? That's how it shows up when your price is not aligned. And so let's talk about five ways that you can like move the needle in this worthiness department, because this is pricing, setting a value for especially when we are what we're selling in some way, even if it's like a program, we're the one who created the program. Many of you are are in the service space industry. I mean, I have attorneys and realtors and coaches and therapists. And, you know, I have a whole gamut of people that I work with that are, that this would really apply to. So, all right, let's just dive in to how to make changes, how to make changes in this area. So GFR. <laughs> Step one is get fucking real, get fucking real about your pricing, your, what you're charging, the, the value that you are placing on your contribution, your products, your programs, your services, just get real, like really look and go, how am I feeling about this? Cause you know, this is the kind of thing that we just like, you know, it's like walking by our messy garage for, you know, 10 years or actually two months or whatever, you know, and just tuning it out. Right. And so get real, get real about it. Are you, are you discounting? Do you preemptively discount before they even ask for a discount? Because you're like worried about, you know, are you pricing too low? Are you over delivering? Are you just like feeling like you can raise your prices, but you need to give more? Are your sessions are much longer than you promised or however you over deliver? Just really get real about it. And do you have a bunch of clients that have been with you a long time that are on old pricing? So sometimes I suggest people raise their prices and keep and let the old clients be. But sometimes those old clients on old pricing are from an old version of ourselves. And they will kind of bring the rest down or bring the vibration of how you feel about your business down. So just, you know, look at all that. Look at all that and make sure that you have support to look at this stuff. This isn't like a, oh, go do this and it's done and deal with it. This is a, 
evolutionary process. So make sure you have support around this. Make sure that whatever container of support you're in has the culture of evolution and honoring that this is the process and doing the inner work and not just changing the number on your price sheet and then freaking out, you know, like having a whole trauma around trying to to, to give the new price. That's not what I'm talking about here. This is like an inside out process of shifting. So step one is GFR. (laughs) Step two is look at the fears, right? So if you're thinking, yeah, okay, Lisa Cherney, I got it. I got it. I need to raise my prices. Okay. But you have fear about it or resistance to it. What is that resistance saying? What are the thoughts? Do like a journaling exercise, or if you don't like writing, do a voice memo to yourself or talk to a friend, or obviously talk to a coach or a mentor, an unmentor. <laughs> what are the fears around this money stuff, pricing stuff saying? Because, you know, it could be like, they're going to leave. If I raise my prices, they're going to leave. If I raise my prices, you know, they won't be able to afford it. Or, I need the money. So I can't raise my prices because they're going to leave. And then, you know, I can't afford to do that. Right. So just like, you probably have a, a lot of wisdom around doing this kind of introspective work for other people. Time to use your own shit, right? Do use your own tools and take a minute and look at the fears around your prices. Okay. Step three, step three is baby steps. Step three is baby steps. So maybe raise them a teeny bit. Like whatever you can feel comfortable with, like, okay, maybe it's just $50. Okay. That would be super easy. Maybe that's your baby step. Maybe that's your baby step or, you know, take one client and do it. That feels like they would be safer. Like figure out what is a baby step that I can do. The other thing, another baby step is setting boundaries around what we, they pay for, they invest in and what we say we're going to deliver and sticking with that. This is where, this is kind of the unseen way that we're not owning our values. Like we say, oh, you'll get three one hour sessions, but they're really two hour sessions, you know, or, you know, they start to text us and call us and that wasn't part of it, but we're taking their calls and we're answering their texts or their emails. Right. You know, so, so beginning to a baby step could be just like starting to, to adhere to your original intention for how you're going to work with people. Right. And also could be setting some new policies and communicating that, setting some new policies and communicating that. Like, I know that our calls have been going over, but I'm working on my own, you know, worthiness and value. And so, you know, from now on, their calls are going to be an hour and, you know, I would appreciate your support with that or something like that. And it's really freaking empowering and people really respond well to you modeling these things. You're modeling these things. Step four for sort of how to make changes in this area of worthiness is work with the fears as they come up and keep it real, right? So so step one was get fucking real. Step two was looking at the fear. Step three is baby steps. So step four is kind of like, okay, go back to one and two. This is an ongoing process. I tell you that the people that I work with are people that are very experienced. The people I work with right now are in Unmentor are very experienced business owners, have been doing what they've been doing for a long time. It doesn't mean that they've had like, you know, million dollar success like me. It just means that they are very experienced in, you know, kind of 
Yeah, they're very experienced. And when we're experienced, we've been doing it a long time. We kind of know what doesn't work for us. And we, you know, at least my clients, you know, people that want to work with me is they want to get real about these hidden things, you know? And so we always work with the fears as they come up and keep it real, keep it real, keep it real. Like, you know what? We talked about me raising this price and then I wanted to go give it and I didn't give it. All right, let's talk about that. Let's look at that. And so here's a couple client stories. So I have a a client who is a holistic wellness coach and he decided I really need to raise in prices. He actually transformed his business from more of a personal training with kind of coaching on the side that he wasn't charging for to like a fully integrated, you know, wellness approach, holistic wellness, I think we called it. And it's like, I need to raise my prices now. And he was really nervous. He has, you know, like, I don't know, he had like a dozen or more clients, maybe, no, maybe it's two dozen. I can't remember. And so finally, 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 with the sort of support of his pod and me and like, okay, 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 I'm going to do it. And then the reaction from his clients was so positive. He's like, oh my God, why did I not do this like ages ago? (laughs) He was like, that was his big takeaway was like, I don't know why I didn't do this a long time ago. And only one client left. I'm not saying that some clients won't leave, but this is what I will tell you. I won't guarantee it, but I will tell you this is very likely. It's usually the ones we want to go. It's usually the ones that are ready to go. It's usually the ones that are not aligned with us anymore that go. Actually, it's always the ones that are not, if they go, they're not aligned, right? And that was like sort of dead weight in a way, right? But it was only one client. I had another client that when she sent an email out to her clients that she was raising her prices and we crafted the email, you know, always help my clients like wording things because you know, these types of decisions and these pieces of evolution sometimes are messy. So I'm, I'm really great with that. So we worded the email. And, and so one of her clients replied back and said, it's well worth it. Happy to pay you more. You're so well worth it. And gave her a whole big testimonial. It's like the opposite of what you fear might happen. So step four is work with the fears as they come up and continue to keep it real, continue to GFR about all of this kinds of stuff. And then the, the fifth step for making changes in the area of worthiness is to continue to stay close to what the fears sound like, what the resistance sounds like. Like it's really noticing the thoughts that come up and going, oh, oh, isn't that interesting? You know, oh, like I'm afraid that if I tell this person that I need to get off this call, you know, and I'll see them next time that what, they're not going to like me. They're going to go away. Or just thinking of my own worthiness stuff that comes up. Oh, so recently with this new consulting client, I wanted to share some thoughts or had to felt the need to share some thoughts about kind of like how it was going for me. And that was really scary because, and that's like an old relationship paradigm. It's like, oh, if I speak my truth, then they're not going to love me anymore, right? And for me, speaking my truth is in this new relationship, (laughs) business relationship, is super important for me to feel aligned and feel like I'm in the right place and and all of that. So, So that was how that looked for me. So I'm really excited about having this conversation with you about the cost of not owning our value and how it impacts our self-confidence and and really ultimately keeps us from making the impact that we really want to make, right? Because if we're 
I believe that if we are feeling resentment, feeling out of alignment, feeling like we're not charging what we're worth, feeling like we're holding on to clients that don't appreciate us, if all of these dampen our light, dampen our our frequency, and absolutely impacts our income, absolutely impacts our income. So it's sort of a contrary thing to make sure that it could feel contrary that if we deal with it, we're going to lose money. But really, if you face it and you get fucking real about all of these things, it will bring more flow and it will bring more fun into your business. Huh. So if any of this resonates with you and you're like, feel like you want to talk to me more about it, let's have a conversation, not a free coaching session. Here's me owning my value, but it's a conversation like, hey, maybe there is work for you and I to do. We can look to see what that looks like, you know, how that fits into my, how I own my value and structure my things and what will work for you. I'm happy to always have the conversation. And you can go to that lisatrini.com forward slash unmentor page where you'll see all the 12 unmentor milestones. And there'll be, there's a button there to fill out a form to have a chat with me. And I have just a handful of spots at any given time to work with me. I think I might have one or two right now. And, you know, people tend to stick around a while, but who knows, it may be the divine right time whenever you're hearing this. And so, and please make sure you're in a container that really honors evolution and encourages evolution and independent thinking and letting you shine your light. And that's how you should feel in any container that you're in, that whether you listen to the person's advice or not, that you are on purpose and on track and feeling loved and supported right? That's what you want. So subscribe to the show. If this is your first episode, subscribe to the show, subscribe on my YouTube channel, subscribe in any podcast listening app, Spotify, Apple podcasts, iHeartRadio, we're in all the places. So, you know, our, our usual format is that story of how, how an entrepreneur really went through struggle and resistance and fear and came out the other side and that how it was really on purpose for their business, right? So This work today is allowing you to maybe have your own breakthrough in a really important area of your business, and it could really unleash the next chapter for you, the next level of clarity, the next level of excitement and joy around your mission. So hope to see you here again next time. Get your commandments, check out the milestones, and I'll see you soon. Over and out for now.